Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy. Wow. Oh, I will say that was one of the best ones that you've ever done. Why? That you've ever done. Oh, Those are good, but it wasn't good. <laughs> you're getting a little better. Very, very low on the uh, Mopar scale. <laughs> Welcome to the Rogue Squadron Podcast. I am Mopar. I'm Commander Cody. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a special episode today going on. What episode is this? Docking Bay 94! <laughs> 94. We forgot. We forgot. Forgot what? I didn't Docking forget. Bay 94, man. I, I wanted didn't... to open up with that. I'll just I'll put the soundbite in the beginning. It's fine. Ninety four. Okay, that's good. You didn't hear any of this. <laughs> you didn't. This isn't ninety four. You're looking for. Um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Rogue Squad podcast. Ugh. You can find us on all social media at Rogue Squad Pod. Uh, that's all. That's all. Everything I to is say. the same name. That way, we don't have to repeat ourselves too yeah. much. Just and go if, find it. And if you're just listening to us, you can uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, where we stream live, and you can see our pretty faces. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> our, our somewhat reasonable reasonable portraits. Let's, yeah, let's get, let's, let's get awesome. into it. <laughs> awesome. Um, we have already dialed in our guests for today, so we're going to hold off on the beer review, and we're going to introduce them. I need that beer. All right, let's open up a beer. <laughs> <laughs> now, introduce our, our friends from uh, down south. Not that far south. Atlanta, right, guys? Yep, Atlanta. You hear them? Those are the guys that we make in KOTOR. Oh, my God. We're talking to them. So we got Drew and... What's that? We're known as the Dirty South here. The no dirty one. South. No one. Literally no one has ever called it. As that. soon as you drive past Tennessee, it says Dirty South. <laughs> you so, don't call it that if you're from there, huh? It's not the clean uh, South. What do you... What, what do you <laughs> God, no. Um, Moderately sanitary. Actually, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not really from the south. I'm actually from Texas. I've only been here for like a couple of years. Wait, do you hear what you just said? I'm not from the south, but I'm from Texas. That's south. Well, yeah, Texas. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you go to Texas. Yeah, they're they're they definitely tell you they're not. They're, Texas is its own entity. I don't live in Columbus, but I'm from Columbus, and I, guess, I live there. I guess I have heard that before. <laughs> they consider themselves their own damn country down there. So before we get too deep in this nonsense <laughs> of the dirty South crew over here, we've got. Drew, I'm, I'm calling you Drew. I don't care. Drew and, and Taylor and, and Tyler from Epiron. Taylor, his name's Taylor. Oh, I'm, I'm using both. I'm using knife. Interchangeably, just going to become a druid. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why we have these guys on is if you guys understand what Kotor means, if you've ever owned an Xbox, if you've ever drank drunk drunk to beer. You're going to love this shit because they are slowly but surely. I don't know how quickly you guys are doing it, but I'm so excited uh, for the project you guys are working on. You guys are remaking. Is it just the graphics or is it the whole game of Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, so, I mean, we have to we're, we're all we're rebuilding it um, in a completely different engine than the original game. Oh, so, OK. Um, 
So yeah, we, we got to take almost everything. The only thing that, that we're not uh, replacing is the audio and music. That okay. makes sense. Now it's essentially a very elaborate mod. Yes. So we are hired as voice actors. You're saying exactly. That's exactly what Woo! I'm I want to be cars. Take your salaries. <laughs> I want to be cars. Let's do you, it. You got it. Now on the record, the whole project is shot. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we have the perfect guy to imitate all the Twi'leks if you need if you need that. Puna. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? Why Kotor? Really? Um. So, just to uh, tell the people that, that don't know, uh, I'm the game director, and uh, Drew is our lead developer. Uh, so, if anyone has any technical questions, I'm not going to answer them because I don't really get it all. But, um, <laughs> so, there is a kind of a long story on how this whole thing we've got uh, time. came to be. Oh, we've got yeah, plenty sure. of time. <laughs> I'm just I'm just boozing. I mean, for for all the people. Watch it on Twitch. I mean, this isn't the first time that I've gotten boozed up on Twitch and decided to give everyone a history lesson. Um, <laughs> I dig it. We're drinking right so, now, uh, by the way. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a long story on how it, it all came to be. Um, if, if you want, like, the uh, like the longer version, because, yeah, I mean, we could be here for, for a while going over through it all. But um, I think I did a, an interview with... Uh, it was either GameSpot or Eurogamer. Um, I did an interview with them, and I gave them like a very in-depth answer on like every little thing that happened until the point um, about where we started to make the game. But uh, you know, it just—it always Kotor was one of my um, favorite games uh, of all time, and I actually didn't play it till I was in college, uh, like in 2005 or so. So the game came out in 2003. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was like a couple of years before I played it. But when I played it. Um, I mowed through it, and it is a really elegant system um, that, uh, as I'm sure y'all know, if y'all go back and, and, and play it, oh, yeah. it ages really well. Mm -hmm. um, it it just all kind of fits, and it's such a perfect um, – and y'all have had him on the show, the, the writer for it, Drew Carpition. Yeah. Um, his script and um, just the, the textures and the feel of it all kind of game together to make this perfect uh, amalgamation of a, of a fantastic, arguably one of the greatest RPGs ever created or that will ever be created. It had, um, a, it had a simplicity to it too, which is what we kind of liked. Cause if you walked into an, uh, a heavy duty RPG, you might've gotten lost in it. This was a very like entry level, very playable, but you could still just you could go deep. You, could you didn't go have deep. to. Right, exactly. And with the the story writing of uh Drew Carpition, it was like AKA God. I could have just had a, <laughs> like a big blob with a lightsaber and I would have been completely fucking fine with it. <laughs> would have been my favorite character. Gelatinous cube Jedi. <laughs> yeah, it's fine with me. Sorry, continue. I I'm just really excited for Kotor. <laughs> well, now I'm just thinking uh, who who are the cats uh in uh Mass Effect um that are like blobs? The cats? Oh no! The 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 talk about any person. Yeah, the big he'll use that a lot. Today. The big jellyfish like the, things. Yeah, the, the jellyfish yeah. things. The Hanar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the Hanar. That, um, this one loves Mass Effect. <laughs> yes. The, the Hanar with lightsabers would be a fantastic game. That's fine yeah. with me, Revan. Hey, shit, man. Anything Drew has his um, hands on, I'm okay. With. I th maybe Revan's a Hanar. Who knows? Who knows? You, you never see what's behind that mask. It's true. <laughs> you just pull that off, and it just yeah. like just disappoints disappoints everyone. Yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants behind the mask. <laughs> it's fine with me. Um, 
but yeah, it, it was such an, an accessible game, and it had um, kind of all these abstracts that were just perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of ended up. I kind of actually ended up falling into the project because um, it kind of it was one of those things where uh, I was like, "Hey, this this should be kind of rebooted with some cool stuff." You know, it, when I started working on it, it had already been out for. 11, 12 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, UE4, the Unreal Engine, which we used for the engine for it, um, was uh, it just came on the market as, as free um, for you know the masses to to deal with. And I started dicking around with it. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of long story short, I was like, hey, you know what? That fantastic game that I absolutely love and have this passion for. Why hasn't anyone done this? Why why is there no um, why is there no Kotor three? And sure, Sotor, but you know why? Why is there no single player for that? Right, why is right. there none of these and you know I, I scoured for for some answers and uh, you know I think back in 2009 or 2010 there was like oh they're gonna they're gonna do it there's gonna be like another Kotor um, but you know it just it never came up so it was that kind of very aggressive American manifest destiny idea of well f it if no one else is gonna do it I'm gonna do it exactly exactly. Um, we got a few things in the chat that I have to touch on. Yeah. First and foremost, Hanar of the Old Republic. That right there <laughs> deserves its own game. Um, Trethon says that we do see Revan get unmasked in the exact game that you're working on right now. Well, you do oh, right at the end. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought he was going on the lines of you're going to make him unmasked by the end of your version of the you will because that happens in the game. <laughs> we also have a quote: "Conqueror, savior, hero, villain. You are all of these things, SpongeBob. Yet you are none of them." So the unmasked <laughs> Revan SpongeBob. the The story continues. I'm not mad now, at it. If I if I could make one suggestion for your remake, can yeah. you please make the underwater suit run faster? Because <laughs> I am sick of that no, underwater bullshit. No. We're gonna go slower. <laughs> We're gonna go slower. <laughs> Just so you can feel it in your loins. Oh. That was a very uh, <laughs> essential part of the game. Man. God, it pushed me to the dark side so quickly. Just <laughs> yeah. fucking go! I like... Oh. <laughs> Can't. What was the the Kinrith, the Canrith, the fucking sh- Jaws? Oh, I yeah, couldn't yeah. stand it. Uh, yeah, just But, go. you know, if you play that, that light side BS nonsense, you know, you can uh, make peace with the animal, but, you know, F that noise. Yeah, no I, way. I'm killing everything. Yeah. The, uh, there was... I did have a glitch on uh, one of my playthroughs on the original Xbox where that uh, audio transmitter that you're supposed to use to deflect the sharks I pressed yeah. it and just nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. worked and the shark just <laughs> kept coming at me and eating and, me. I couldn't get past the part. I had to just restart the, the game. Yeah. And, it, and they, they attack you pretty slowly because it's, I mean, it's it's not meant for action. So if they, you see it, you like from a mile away, you press it and they're done. So you just slowly, slow, I'm just like waiting slow, for it. Like, ah, press the fucking button. Walking yeah. so slow, hitting the button. Yeah. Oh. That, and that's the glory of KOTOR is you can get stuck in something like that. Or what well, wasn't it the uh, one of the times I was playing is so in in the apartment on yeah. Terrace. Circular layout. So the circular layout of the apartment uh, complex. Yeah. It's it, like I said, it's a big circle and there's nothing in the middle. One, one time my character got stuck in that middle nothing part. <laughs> I, I went to Karth <laughs> to unlock a door and I went back to my own character and I was just floating in blackness. And I had to restart the game. Uh, I want I want you guys to take every like bug and glitch that any of our fans and you guys have ever encountered and actually work it into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pain, painstakingly. 
No, like, have you guys it's, ever like equipped your weapon and then on the Xbox it was press the Y button and it'll like re-equip it almost? If you tap it so many times, <laughs> your your weapon kind of just jerks out of your hand. It's in an outrageous fit of evil. It's outrageous. I I think we're the only people that ever did that. I, it's, yeah, it's a rapid Y Y twitch. Oh, I fucking love it. There's the three of us. All right. So Star <laughs> so Star Wars. We just went a little crazy right there. Now, are are you? Will you be <sighs> adding anything to the game that wasn't there originally? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, so we're bringing back uh, the the cut content, um, and uh, one of the the planets that I think is kind of like one of the 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 people that are really into to Kotor uh, that know about the cut content. Uh, Slythorn, Slythorn. I can never pronounce it right. The Slytherin. Evan, Slytherin, yes, That's the snake a planet. Snake planet. Uh, Mal- Mal- Malfoys, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Get these motherfucking snakes off my motherfucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's to quote Harry Potter. That's that's not where that line's from. Pretty sure. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, the lava planet that was originally cut. We're we're bringing that back in. Uh, like a lot of little stuff that, um, uh, like I said, like um, so uh, Deadeye uh, that you encounter on Taurus. You actually in the Kakanta you meet him back on Manon, and you have this this really cool um, kind of conversation with, and it's uh, it, you know. It, you could take it from a narrative standpoint. That's a little too convenient that you would see him again, but uh, I think that some of that con con that cut content uh, just like really worked out, and that's some some effing cool stuff. And yeah. uh, you know, we have the the means and times to put it back in, and that's what we're all about. <clears throat> now, I know in the PC version, which I never played, you also had like a ship that you go could go to and buy rare items from. Is that going to be in it? Um. I don't remember that. What? I know in the PC version you had so once you find the star map and you've got uh, Tatooine, Kashik, and all all the plants as an option. Uh-huh. I think after you're, you go to the Leviathan, you have another ship that's a possibility possibility that you can go to that you can buy rare items off of. You have to check. You got to look into that. I was only on the PC version. Or just make it. Just do it. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds very. Um, I actually just got back into playing some original Diablo and seeing some effing wit. Um, that little bitch boy that like charged way too much for his products. Um, Wait, on Terrace? No, in in the original Diablo game. Oh, Diablo, okay. Diablo one, that little kid. We never so played something it. like that is like a narrative piece. Is I always think is really interesting in games. Um, so I, I don't I don't know the the reference off the top of my head on the uh, the ship you're talking about, but I I like the idea of it. Well, the, our our listeners live with us are saying it was Yavin, Yavin Station. So maybe it wasn't a ship. It was yeah, an actual- Yavin Station. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't cut content. That was in the original game. We I've never heard of it. Not in really? the Xbox. Not in the Xbox version that we had. I don't think I ever did either. Huh. Maybe that was like a DLC like a specific. Yeah, like a a, a specific system thing. I could have sworn that Yavin Four. I must have the Yavin the Yavin ship. Um, was definitely there. It was a ship or a uh, yeah, because we there was not that wasn't an option. Oh, Yavin. maybe it was the um, where you could go down to the actual because you were on a ship. But uh, I think in the cut content you could actually go down to Yavin Four. You could go to the planet. Motherfuckers oh. here said it is DLC for the Xbox. 
And Ooh. I didn't even realize that original Xbox had DLC. Yeah. I didn't have Xbox Live, so no wonder I didn't, I I didn't play that shit. Well. Epic. Add it all and add everything. Add in. it all. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're saying. <laughs> now, ex- explain. So your first walkthrough of KOTOR, what in the storyline really captured you? Because I know we... What I want to say right now is Star Wars is awesome in, 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 in a in, as a whole story, but it, it was something near and dear to our hearts that we always just look back at KOTOR and the storyline and when it took place and the characters. <laughs> like We love, obviously, Anakin and Luke and all that, but there was something special about the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Is that Did it also ring true with your hearts? Of course, of course, it's me. Get all emotional over here. No, and I, and I just I just want to say that on this on this podcast, I'm very aroused. <laughs> that's the just only, think about Kotor. That's actually a requirement to come on the podcast. Hey, man, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's there's something. There's, there's there's something we got from Kotor that I don't I'd never gotten in any of the other movies. Yeah. Or the cartoons, or any of the other video games I played. Um, I think part of it is nostalgia. I think nostalgia factors at work there a little bit. But it was it was a different feel. You could there was a different setting almost. Yeah. It, it was yeah. a different era. Like it wasn't sure, just it wasn't time. just the Republic and Jedi. All of a yeah. sudden, you had Dark Jedi yeah. all around, and there was just these cool new ships and. The, uh, we're gonna make Star Wars great again. <laughs> we're gonna make Star Wars great again. Exactly. I, sign it up. Hashtag <laughs> done it. Yeah, it was a combination of a lot of things. Like you said, the writing was amazing. Music's obviously amazing. Um, the way they implemented the RPG aspects, perfect. Graphics were good for back in the day. Like everything just came together. And we happened to be like getting more into Star Wars, and it happened to be a totally different timeline and everything. Just a perfect storm of amazing. Expanded universe. You should you should put in little little teasers in there. Like, yeah. well, I guess it would make sense. I was gonna say just throw like Yoda in the background of of a, <laughs> of a like in a canteen, Not like Master Vandar. That, yeah, there you go. No, just put Yoda, just Yoda in the background, just, just getting hammered. Cliff just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. Make or or, or, or something like really subtle. Like that one rock that was seen somewhere on Tatooine, <laughs> like a new hope. Like one specific <laughs> rock. Take the rock that. They added that R2 hid behind in A New Hope and just put, <laughs> yeah. just put it all over in front of a bunch of different shit like it's trying to hide. You're trying to play the game. and see for it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, you're just trying to play the game. There's just do-backs constantly in front of your screen and character. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> just uh, annoyingly so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I loved it. Um, George Lucas strikes the, uh, again. I think a, a large amount of the appeal of a KOTOR that wasn't in, like, I mean... The whole idea of Star Wars is that the best thing about Star Wars isn't the movies. The best thing about Star Wars is the universe. Yeah. And, um, yes. And to have, um, when you played KOTOR, I think KOTOR was like the, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was like the first game. It was like a real uh, RPG for Star Wars. And uh, I think a lot of people's uh, drawn to that, and especially uh, my draw to it, is that that was the very first moment where a lot, a lot of like the books and the, and like the novels and the co- like dark horse comics and all the movies and stuff like that. You know, it's all passive entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, video games are unique because it is the only medium in which it is um, 
necessary that there's an engagement. Yeah. And no other medium has that. Um, and that's why I think video games are so massively and importantly, well, important. I kind of painted myself into a word corner there. Importantly, massively but, um, important. <laughs> yes, they're mass effectively important. <laughs> um, and true. so uh, it, it's, it's just something that another, no other art form has. And uh, I, I think that was the time that you got to really experience Star Wars as like your own self. Uh, and to be in that role. And that was like the first time in any kind of media that we've ever had in Star Wars where you were the character. You get to decide how things are done. And um, that may seem like a little abstract, but uh, but yeah, that, that, especially when you're like, like I've been like, uh, I mean, I was already in college when I played it, but if you're like 13, 18, whatever, effing, actually, you know what, 88, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no if age. you watch <laughs> Star Wars and you play KOTOR, you're you're that little kid again. You're you're eight years old watching Return of the Jedi with your dad, and like that that just it's it's heavy. I like it. It's massively effectively important. <laughs> no, um <That's> right. <laughs> I think it was it was one of the first door openings to when people th- say Star Wars, everyone just assumes Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. And this was the first time where Here's a Star. Here's some Star Wars content that has nothing to do with the movies. Like absolutely nothing. You don't need to even know. You don't even have to know the movies. This is something that you could play. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Effing up the universe. Effing it all up. Always. Always and forever. Yeah. Isn't that like a jewelry line? Always and forever. It is now. Bye. It's Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> um. And they're all, you know, kyber crystals. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, that that totally off, the, totally the off the wall. Commercial. Star Wars what commercial? Jewelry. Always and forever. Kyber crystal. <laughs> guys, I'm going to stop making this game. You guys stop doing podcasts. We're going to create a jewelry business in Ohio. Done. With kyber crystals. We're going to make billions. Didn't they uh, put out a little Jin Urso necklace? I don't, like we, K we Jewelers will. or something? We will. No, K- so they did. K2SO. K2SO Jewelers did it. I saw it. <laughs> no, I think I think they did. But back to Koto for a second. Yeah, the totally off the wall, different timeline, different characters, something that we had been really craving. And when uh, we heard about the spinoff movies that were happening through Disney, that's kind of where we hoped that they were going to take it. And every time we get excited about something and it doesn't really go there, we can always at least go back to KOTOR. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we get that from. And once you guys are done, we can go forward to a new version of KOTOR. Mm-hmm. Wow. What? I'm just, I like I, I'm, I'm really tru- truly excited for what you guys are doing because one, it looks amazing. Looking like, at it right now. And <clears throat> for how limited KOTOR was uh, graphically, it it was still awesome for its time, but it's so already what? you're. Go- I mean... 13, 14 years almost. Yeah. So, I mean, you're yeah. going on 15 years old. And in technology terms, dude, that's 100, yeah. year, that's 100 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I even remember when uh, I, my first Star Wars game was uh, Dark Forces 2. I don't know if any of y'all played that. Yeah. Uh, but I remember when, when KOTOR first came out, I didn't play it because my computer couldn't run the graphics. <laughs> yeah. It's like funny to think about now, but like it took me years before I, I first started playing it. Uh, just because I didn't have a system good enough to run it. That was a struggle I never had to deal with, always being a console guy, luckily. But I don't get mods or any of that other bullshit. 
Well, um, yeah. <clears throat> have you guys played the? Since you are on PC, have you guys played the? Um, I don't even know if it is technically called a remaster, but the new versions for Kotor and Kotor Two on Steam. Yeah, um, I, I got both versions on Steam. Um, and I, I played them. Um, uh, I started Kotor Two, but I had to stop because, um, like, just the the general development of this game um, really doesn't. I, I usually don't get to play video games, um, and that's kind of fine because when during this game creation, um, and I think Drew will definitely agree that it. It feels like you're playing a video game, making a video game, mm-hmm. um, because there's that you know element. There's the the visual aspects of it, um, and there's also like a, a massive aspect of uh, you know, like problem solving and all these other attributes that video games have. But um, I play the original Kotor or the one that was released uh, on Steam uh, just to like get notes, um, mm-hmm. and it's all like I'm. I'm sure like the way that I see it might be different than how y'all see it because I see it as like game direction. And so it's, it's very analytical. Um, yeah. It's more like, like just to give you an idea, the amount of seconds it takes for steam to rise into the air. So that's a particle effect and to recreate that amount of seconds of steam rising there. Like it's, that's such like a little minimal tiny thing <clears throat> that that we'll analyze to, to bring into uh a pair on so yeah let's plays are fantastic because you're not having to switch context you can just have a you know youtube window open and, and then go from there so what you're saying essentially is you're just taking real life reactions whether it's steam rising you're analyzing that and then putting that same timing or reaction into the game Sure. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's definitely a part of it. It's a detention to detail. Yeah. Right. The attention right. to detail is really high. But I mean, there's other there's other parts of it as well where I'll, I'll play KOTOR um, and and look at something and be like, nah, that's that's all wrong. That's I'm doing something different. Now, my, my favorite thing is watching um, KOTOR speedruns. I'm kind of like a, a speedrun junkie, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I find the concept so incredibly fascinating. Um, and just like seeing the different ways that you have to kind of glitch through to to beat the game in insane time records, I find like really interesting to to it gives you a really quick uh, overview of all of the game mechanics in one time. So like as a reference from just mechanics, speedruns are awesome. Love it. No, speedruns. No, no. no. I'm not doing that. No, I'm I'm done with you guys because (laughs) speedruns speedruns piss me off because they ruin my childhood. Because if I go back and watch a speedrun of the first uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for NES, I never never even got past the first level. And this dude just beat it in like a minute and a half. I was a little dazed when you brought it up because I feel feel like shit every time I watch them. Oh my God. It's like, why did, how? Six-year-old beat it in two hours I, I, okay, I, that's a fair point you're, you're thinking about it from the perspective of um, what's it a poor sad soul that can't I, beat a fucking video game you know I can't <laughs> read speak to me I've been, I've, been, I've been having some beers I, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick so Drew's gonna have oh. to talk that's what I was trying to mimic well, yeah, but now the, the mystery like, is over like, hey, keep talking. I gotta go guys, to the bathroom. Guys, everyone's, everyone's pissed. Everyone's pissed. <laughs> you guys can have a gentleman's duel later. We got it. We got to. <laughs> so with, yeah, with, 
You don't have to read that. In the doing <laughs> ring on Terrace and all that. Doing ring on is, Terrace. Uh, is one of you sticking around while the other goes to the bathroom so you can answer a question? Yeah, no, it's, you know, you're drinking beer. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. Uh, we we do have a question for you specifically for you guys from Al Presidium on Twitch. Are the sure. names of in-game variables staying the same so that save file modification tools like KSE could still work without needing a total rewrite? That sounds like a foreign language, but I'm sure you know what he's talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, without getting too technical, um, yes and no. Um, so, we are keeping, a, like I said, it, it, it's essentially, from a technical aspect, a very elaborate mod. Um, so, we are actually reading original game files and all of the exact variable names um, so KOTOR had a, a scripting language, um, which, you know, if you find the right modding tools, you can actually read through the scripting language. Um, so all, all of those are reference materials, just like you would have for essentially any other mod type game. You know, you'd pull up the modding tools and, and use that. Um, but since we're actually rewriting the engine um, or we're, we're rebuilding the engine, um, it, it makes a lot of sense for us to keep a lot of those um, variable names. But in terms of the save files, um, that's something that theoretically is possible, um, but is not on our immediate roadmap. Um, just because, you know, it's possible, absolutely, but it's it's going to take some time to do. And we would rather, you know, make the game work first. Um, but I mean, it's it's a good question. So my question is: Can I upload my dark side character, who is a female, from my Xbox? I think that's in? what that guy was asking. Is that what that means? Theoretically, is it possible? Yes, it is. And that would be the question, right? All, we are able to read all the original game files. So, you got, are you guys going to have uh, the male character with the mullet? Because that's who I am all the Please time. Please keep all that's, of the facial, better. yes, all of the facial <laughs> profiles. The character, right? What the mullet? The mullet? Yeah. Remember Revan? You I guys, always had a shaved head. You guys, I, I didn't want to do the Jesus character. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have seen the first time that we turned KOTOR on. We literally got to the character creation screen. <laughs> and Mopar was scrolling through the options. It was just like, doop, 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 nope, nope. Mullet, click, done. <laughs> <laughs> I found like, the first. As soon as he saw it. So, so Revan's always the, the mullet guy. I actually, you know what's funny is I 90% of the time played as a, as a woman. Yeah. For whatever reason, and I've never done it in any other game, but for some reason, I felt, I felt, uh, I feel like a woman. <clears throat> but uh, it was just like a Shania Twain quote. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it felt good. I, fe I felt like Revan could possibly be a girl, and whenever I was a girl, I felt super evil, like all women are, and <clears throat> it just felt good. Jesus. <laughs> Murdering people innocently <laughs> on terrorists felt great. <laughs> I just I couldn't do it. So. Give me fifty credits and your life. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we went real deep and real evil there. So we're gonna climb back out of this hole with another technical question. Would it be possible for there to be an override folder in the game directory like the original game? Um, I mean, I, I don't see why not. Um, hold on, Drew's grabbing another beer, um, oh. so he would be way better at answering that. Um. We can talk about mullets in the meantime. Right, yeah. That's cool. Wait, wait, wait. I should probably wait, Drew's back, but now we're on this whole mullet thing. Oh, yeah. We're always yeah. on the mullet. I picked the mullet <laughs> guy when I was going light side, which only happened like two or three times. <clears throat> I did do oh, it. Who'd, like, who'd you pick going dark side? Wait, actually, could I get uh, both your answers? Sure. Uh, favorite playthrough, light side, dark side. Dark side. Dark sure. side. 
Okay. I felt like the the whole gameplay, the entire story, or the entire game was easier light side until you got to the last. No, I'm sorry. The entire game was easier dark side until you fought Malik. Yeah. And then the opposite was true. If you were light side, the entire game was difficult until you fought Malik. And I thought Malik was easy as light side. Yeah. I feel like the, the majority of players are whenever I see people talking or uh, playing on Twitch, because I'll occasionally um, just like why I'm working on uh, like in, if I'm in a uh, 3D, uh, like 3DS Max or Maya or whatever, or Sussex Painter or like, you know, those programs, um, I like to have um, like just kind of back noise that I don't really have to pay attention to. So I'll sometimes watch, you know, some people on Twitch playing the original game and they're always playing light side. And I never said the dark side is like my go to jam. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I agree, and it's kind of weird because I think KOTOR was enough disconnect for me from real life where I didn't feel bad running around just murdering people <laughs> for credits. Especially with the dialogue options they put in there, it was just so easy. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. fun. I completely agree. Yeah, <clears throat> I love the dialogue. But, Thanks, Drew. Um, but, but at the same time, like... In Mass Effect, I literally felt guilty doing yeah. evil stuff in Mass oh, Effect. Oh, yeah. So I always went, like, good or tried to save people in Mass Effect. But it was, like I said, a complete opposite in KOTOR. Like, you just saved my life. You better get out of here unless I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you right now. Stop breathing. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I've, I've, I've always played um, any any game that I play. If, there is, if there's an evil option that I could do, I always choose. I, I, do, I do light or good. You know, and, and for any game, I do light first just to kind of see what that is. And then because my natural like go to is dark side um, and I kind of want to like save the best for last. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that completely makes sense. Yeah. Because you want to get a feel for the game. Light side is yeah. or light side or, or good is, is you, you kind of get a good feel for the game. OK. See what happened there. All right. Good feel. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Cool. I'll stop. Great. <laughs> Good, great, fine. All right. All right. Hey, uh, y'all had a technical question for Drew. Oh, that's... He already answered it about the save files and shit. I don't know. He said pretty pretty sure you can. He said everything, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I said technically it, it's absolutely possible. Are they talking about the, the override folder? Yeah, the, that's what it was. The what folder? The override folder in the original um, structure, but we're changing the original structure. Uh, well, okay, so we are requiring that you have a um, an installation of, of KOTOR. An original installation. Um, so we are using the original game's directory structure um, because our executable won't run unless it's in that folder. Interesting. So PC only, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, just kidding. I'm really <laughs> tough. You know, to get <laughs> that is a whole process. I know. I know. I mean, well, I mean, like from a. a from like a control standpoint and things like that, it's not terribly too far off, but it's also a lot of a lot of extra work. Right. For, for well, we definitely wouldn't ask you to do to do that at all. Yeah, it's more work. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like um, for for things like where you have the um, well, never mind. I'm just gonna get like really technical, and only like yeah. like two people in chat are gonna be like, "Oh yes," but then everyone's no, gonna be like, "Yeah, we gotta try it." We want to have it so that you know you're in the the installation folder for Kotor, and you load up a Puron in that folder, um, and it's going to go through and it's going to check um, some secret files that nobody else is going to know about. Um, it's going to verify that you have the proper installation. I almost passed out. That was so technical. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> then I'm doing my job. <laughs> so. 
we we always ask our our guests oh, to do a lot of different a stuff. A lot of different stuff. <laughs> Usually the pants are already off, so I don't have to ask you to do it's that. It's about to get really homoerotic right now. Homo-erotic. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm excited. Can you tell? Um, <clears throat> species erotic. Like so, Twitch stream. The first of our normal Twitch stream. Yeah. So uh, let me ask if you had to pick, both of you, you pick one favorite Jedi and one favorite Sith. Hmm. Uh oh! Movies only? Everything? No, I'd say everything. Everything. All right. everything. There are no favorite Jedi. It's a flawed concept. <laughs> Revan for uh, both. Revan for both. Not allowed to pick great at all. Make Kotor great again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I was actually uh, Revan wouldn't be either of my answers. Oh, right. pissed! Yeah, actually, that's that's the wrong. That was answer. incorrect. I mean, my, my my Sith answer is kind of boring, but I mean, Darth Vader. I, no, uh, it's not boring. It, it was makes kind of my, my personal hero since like the age of. A personal hero? A personal hero since he choked <laughs> an innocent guy. admiral. Yeah, I, I looked up to the guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, the concept, who doesn't wish they could just pull off a force grip? Everyone yeah. looks up to him. He's like seven, seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, we need that TPS bot report by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the man's a job creator, if anything. That is true. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been my favorite role model since he killed four of his own guys. Yeah, he gets results. Ship. He gets results. He, gets results. he, he is extremely effective. They're not good results, uh, but, but you get some. Jedi, that's it. That's a good question. <laughs> um, hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go and say my favorite Jedi uh, is probably Obi Wan. Ooh, okay, that's a good answer. Quickly, um, Captain Blanche wants you to sing and also has to leave. So thanks for tuning in, dude, guy, or do that. Yeah, uh, seriously. I don't know. It's your follower. I keep saying that they need you to sing. <laughs> so we've got uh, Obi-Wan and obviously Revan because there's no other option. No, we got we got <laughs> Darth Vader and Obi-Wan yeah. as, as favorite. Uh, yeah. I For my favorite Sith. Uh... Those, were, those were classic answer, answers, by the way. Like, no EU. No, It's just like Darth Vader. Yeah, I was going to say They're that. They're both in episode say. four. <laughs> For two guys making for, the best EU game of all I time. EU was no longer canon. Well, who cares? It was no longer canon. It's, you know, fantastic narrative. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think that for my favorite Sith... Um, all right, so Jar Jar Binks. God damn it! <laughs> got so mad, so you quick. get one. You get one. That's one. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Drew, you already used up yours. You already said it. What? That was yours. That was yours. No, no, that yes. came out of your mouth. Um, I, I think that um, yes. uh, that's a fantastic question. I want to think about it more, just like in my own, like as I go to sleep tonight, think about it. Um, but for now, I'm going to say Darth Bane, probably. Oh, yes. That's the right answer. For more. <laughs> Darth Bane for um, Sith. That's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Darth Bane um, was super bomb because he's like, at the police, I'm just going to do whatever I want forever. So mm-hmm. I, I assume you read uh, Drew Carpish's Darth Bane series then? I haven't actually. Soldier, soul of the devil, right there. Oh. You know, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, my favorite Jedi is probably Qui-Gon Jinn. No, that's Qui-Gon good. Jinn was a cool guy. I, I love a Qui-Gon. great character. You know, I, I, like outside of everything else in episode one, like he was a fantastic character. Um, 
I, I think one of the, the main... I just love that he was a maverick, you know? Like, he didn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> he's he's going to do him. Yeah, he had to trust in the living force. Trust in the living force, yeah. That, no, that's why he was so badass, because all the yeah. Jedi got swamped in the in their Jedi code, and Qui-Gon's like, dude, yeah. I'm, st- I'm stealing a child from Tatooine. Like, <laughs> you mean they're Jedi corruption? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm banging this girl and steal this slave. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Oh, man. No, Qui-Gon's uh, awesome. Yeah, he had like um, he had like a his like thing going on, and um, you know, like one of the main arguments for why the Jedi Order failed wasn't mm. because Anakin and the Skywalkers were were effing up the galaxy. Why got right about not? Um, it's because um, you know, the Jedi's were at that time they had no adversaries for like thousands of years. Yeah, and so they just grew complacent. Yeah. and um, you know, there's a. I don't, I don't know if it's... Uh, I, I'm sure it's been talked about in the extended universe, but like Qui-Gon was like, hey, we need to stay vigilant, quit dicking around, and, you know, filing memos and, you know, doing PPO orders. And Qui-Gon was like one of those people that was in the order, like, hey, stuff can get real at any second. He, he was like the Marine Corps of the Jedis. He was yeah. ready to go. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah. yeah. He, and he, he, you know, he thought outside of the box. He wasn't afraid to, you know... Bend the code a little if he had to. Right. Banging hookers all the time. Banging sweet whores. Uh, I really think he made up that whole thing about medical. Is that a really subtle uh, Always Sunny reference? Yes. Hell yes. I like to bang bang whores. <laughs> Go out. Bang a lot of whores. <laughs> No, uh, I th- I think that is a very valid because he you you look at the entire especially in the movies the entire Jedi. Uh, not council, the entire order. Jedi order, Qui-Gon was kind of like the exception. Like everyone yeah. was following these rules. Everyone had their their studies they had to do. Even like Yoda was just kind of caught up in like, this is what we do and that's all we do. And Qui-Gon, and I, I feel that's that's why I like uh, Obi-Wan so much because he kind of did his own thing. Even though he was still a little bit more under the umbrella. He took on some of that uh, personality <clears throat> yeah, from Qui-Gon He Qui-Gon's took on some yeah. of the coolness of Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah but it, sure. it was a trickle down from from Dooku. He he was just doing his thing so much that he just left. And then you you kind of feel a little bit of uh, Qui-Gon. Maybe he's not so much towing the line, mm-hmm. but he definitely did mm-hmm. his own thing. And then Obi-Wan, that's why I kind of feel like Obi-Wan and Anakin got along so well, because Obi-Wan had yeah. dealt with that during his training. He like, understands why the... Anakin's freaking out and doing what he's doing. Well, yeah. Could you imagine what Anakin would be like if Qui-Gon was his trainer? Shit. Totally, totally Way different. better. No, you know Ultimate what would history happened? Star Wars should be a thing. You, you know what would have happened is... I think Qui-Gon and Anakin would have defected and got the fuck out of there. Ex- no, they would have defected and it would have been Darth Vader... With Qui Gon as a Sith. Well, I don't think he necessarily would have turned evil. I just think they would have been I, like, I man. I think he would have been able to rein Anakin in. Oh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. F- I think I think Qui Gon was like one of the only people. Uh, he pretty much was the only Jedi that saw through some of the bullshit. And if he had someone like young and wild like Anakin there to kind of to bring more of that reckless spirit out in him, I think they would have just gotten the fuck out of there. <clears throat> now we've got. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't see his name. He, but uh, live with us, he says Obi Wan also sort of trained the downfall of the Jedi. I don't. I don't. He trained uh, Anakin. Man. Anakin to the downfall of the Jedi. But it wasn't. It, but I, but I don't see. It's and part of it's, it. I don't see it as Obi Wan's fault because I think Obi Wan was the perfect master for Anakin. I agree. And 
it still went awry. See, I don't think Anakin uh, was really a downfall of the Whoa, Jedi. Oh, we got I a disagreement. Think, Wait, no. uh-uh. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't feel like Obi-Wan was ready to train Anakin. He was, you know, I just didn't feel like he was ready. Not at the time, probably, but he became a great master for Anakin, I think. I'd be, I'd he, did, oh, he became a great master for um, for Luke. Uh, Just because he was... Not really. He popped in and said, point of view, and then he got the fuck out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, That's funny. but hold on. Considering how Luke turned... Well, we don't really know how Luke turned out. Um, Bearded but considering how he turned out, I feel like he turned out all right for, you know, the rushed training timeline that he had because remember how like the, the council made such a big deal about how you know anakin was too old to to go into training yeah and luke too was old. like too old luke <laughs> was like 25 when he started training well yeah. that was that was past all you know what i mean that that, that was part of the the order fault the fell. issues yeah, with the order yeah for measures or like luke's just like smoking cigarettes hang, hanging outside of high school yeah, like, I mean, like <laughs> luke is you know, boosted it up at the Tatooine Cantina, and Anakin's like hasn't even hit puberty yet. They're like, oh, too old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would say that Anakin was the downfall of the Jedi. I think he the, was. I think he, the Jedi was the downfall of the Jedi. The Jedi was the downfall of the Jedi, yes. and then as Anakin. Anakin happened to be there as yeah. as things started to fall apart, and he became kind of like the. There's a word I'm thinking of, and I, I really can't think of it at the moment. Raging bull asshole. No, not that. Not those are three <laughs> words. The Jedi, they have too many rules. Yeah, uh, you, know, you can't do that. They can't bang. I mean, like that. Just that alone. Can't bang. You can't, you know. Can't that's your, wake that's up. your first. That's your first problem. <laughs> you can't yeah. wake up past 10 a.m. on Saturday. Like, I would have been the worst. <laughs> I would have been the worst effing Jedi. Yeah. I would have been like, I don't care. I would not have been a Jedi. No, I would have. Def- I would have been Dooku. I would have gotten the frick out of there. I would have been Han. Just be like, fuck all this. I'm, spe- I'm, selling, been I'm selling spices and banging yeah. whores on the outer rim. So, I mean, Han is is the perfect Star Wars character. I'll, I'll bang her um, outer rim. Can I ask y'all? <laughs> two questions. Uh, yes, please go ahead. Um. So. Quickly though, Presidium said C three PO was a downfall of the Jedi. <laughs> that I can agree with. <laughs> Goodness gracious me! Uh, there's, there's some fan fiction Roku's about to be written tonight. C three PO is Roku's best. Question: Yes. Um, how do y'all how do y'all feel about the uh, the new uh, Han movie coming out? Um, I think just like everything that Disney makes, it's going to be really great. Um, we were talking with Stupendous Wave a few episodes ago, and his point, his big point, which I didn't think of until he said it, and I agree with, is that it shows fear that in the newest franchise movie, they killed off one of the biggest characters, and their second spinoff, they're bringing that character right back to to do more storylines with. I, I think it's just fearful of them and, and where they want to take Star Wars. But fear, fearful it, of it, Disney. Yeah. So Disney takes the reins of the biggest storyline of all time, kills off one of the biggest characters of all time, right. and then says, wait a minute, we're just kidding. We're going to make a whole exactly. fucking movie exactly. for him. So yeah, okay. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Though. I like that. It's going to be perfect, but that does, from his point, I... I we, we were both... We Obviously, every Star Wars fan is excited for it, but yeah. with, with that said, we are kind of like taken back, like, that's a really good point, and they're just... Is it is it just going to be fan service from here on out? Yeah. Are they ever no, going to do anything no, else? I mean, I, I think 
I think y'all y'all said it perfectly um, in one of your previous episodes. I couldn't remember who, who said it. Um, you said that uh, essentially episode seven was fan service um, in a lot of ways, a recreation of A New Hope. Um, and Rogue One was essentially the inverse of that, where they started taking a lot of risks. Um, so that, I thought that was an extremely good point. And there's like me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, actually, I, I think there was less risk in The Force Awakens. I think they played it safer there, and then Rogue One was the fan service because I, I don't think you could walk into Rogue One not a Star Wars fan and completely understand what was going on. Right. Even people who are Star Wars fans, you watch it and you're like, wait, who who was like? Why did they do this? Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm just hammered. Let's fucking kill. <laughs> one, of, one, of my, one of my big issues with the Han Solo thing too is like, we hear that, Star, all right, Star Wars is coming back. Okay, great. Disney bought it. Okay. They're awesome at what they do. Who knows where they're going to take it? Okay. It's episode seven. So it's a rehash of New Hope. We had, they had to relaunch the franchise. We get it. Cool. Rogue One's the first spinoff. Oh, it's going to be dark. It's a war movie. It's like brand new characters that we've never seen. Well, there was a lot of fan service, and it was really, really attached to episode four. Otherwise, you didn't really quite understand it. So mm -hmm. every time we get our hopes up that they're going to go completely off the wall, it's really not off the wall. I think it's, it's off the wall, but still supported with the same characters <clears throat> that we need. And if you don't have them, it doesn't really work. I think Rogue One was the litmus test, though. They were testing the the, the fans out saying... Let, we're gonna push this a little more. These are characters. I agree with that. This yeah, is, these are characters too. you've never heard about. Yeah. These yeah. are. This is a storyline that you know of, but it's not told yet. The next one needs to go farther, though. <clears throat> but, but so I, but I personally the, enjoyed Rogue One more than Episode Seven. I, I would, I would agree actually, but I think Episode Seven is a better movie. Because, I, oh, absolutely. I think technically Episode Seven is a better movie. It had yeah. it, the. The performances, I mean, it has, it, I mean, the mise en scène. Yeah, I mean, everything about it, production-wise, I feel like was a better movie. Um, but I, I wanted risk taking. Um, and it makes a lot of sense that they, that they didn't take a lot of risks in Episode Seven because um, it's like they're just now taking the reins to this this franchise. Yeah, right. Um, so, but I mean, but I'm excited to see that they're already starting to take risks. And I agree exactly with what you just said. It's it's a litmus test. Yeah. And it actually comes at the exact perfect opportunity because now I'm really pumped for episode eight. Right. Well, yeah, I exactly. want Because it's like they kind of know their limits now. I want Han to be a villain. I want I want to not like him. Yeah, Han shot first. Yeah. And and that that's what I'm that's that's my my hangout. So um, you know, we'll, we'll us four individually, or hell, every person put it is going to see um, you know, any Star Wars movie with a different point of view and something different that they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, me personally, um, as, as someone who's a, a narrative builder and, and, a, and a story creator, I, I want to see that that story arc of Han just being like a bad person mm -hmm. and either A, at the end, um, you know, we're able to, he, he does that kind of switch where we're able to identify with him as character or B, have it so that the whole Han movie, he's the good guy and at the very end, well, something horrible happens and then that's what turns him sour. Oh, not necessarily a bad person, but a flawed person. Sure. Well, I think a flawed person is better in storytelling. Yeah, because it's relatable. It's relatable, exactly. I mean, because we're all flawed, right? But very few of us actually believe, like nobody wakes up to be like, you know what? 
I want to be a dick today. <laughs> like, I'm not going to set out my day and I'm just going to be a bad guy. I mean, that's uh, every, just, every Monday for me. <laughs> but no, I mean, most people genuinely feel like they're doing the right thing. And I mean, that's what makes a character relatable is, you know, when they do bad things, but they're able to justify it internally um, in a way that, you know, they are doing the right thing given their circumstances. <clears throat> right. I think it would be interesting uh, running off of what you guys said. It'd be interesting if they made this movie and actually did put them in a darker light mm-hmm. and well, a darker light, a darker weird. shadow, but um, <laughs> really, really showed his uh, maybe flaws, maybe his grittiness and why he's so hesitant and he kind of does yeah. his own thing mm-hmm. and he's he's more of a rogue like just don't fuck with me and I won't fuck with you and that, and then that will almost really rehash or uh, recreate what happens in the original trilogy because right. when he right, right. when he's just taking his money and running that it doesn't we don't really know does that it's make sense over from how he was well right? right 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 but that does that make sense for this character if they sh- if they put him in a very gritty very like i said don't fuck with me and i won't fuck with you but, but like he's in it he's in it for himself and when him mm-hmm. and leia talk they go back and forth. Oh, it's all about you, blah blah blah. And she, and, but it would really recreate that character and push it. Like, right. wow, this rebellion, Leia and Luke have actually truly changed Han yeah. as a person and yes. Han as a character. Exactly. Yeah. The no, same. The, the same way Rogue One really changed, like the whole Tantive Four scene. Like you look at that Tantive Four scene completely differently than you would have if you hadn't seen Rogue One. You see Rogue One, and then you see Vader walk on a choke a dude to death and throw him. You're like, what? <laughs> what? I love that scene. And no, now I, all I think sudden, that makes sense. Now all of a sudden, it makes complete sense because he saw those motherfuckers fly away, and he's like, dude, give me those plans. Give me that fucking yeah. USB drive. That was my <laughs> shit. I, uh, I just no, had no, a no, no. bad like a thought. Floppy disk. I mean, like, it is a big yes. floppy disk. Yeah. Give me that floppy disk. Right. That's my, that's the, our upgraded uh, Tantive. Uh, that's what I love so much about Star Wars is that the technology was created in a time when floppy disks weren't even like really a thing. Right. Like, True. You know, if they were a thing, it was the six or seven inch floppy. Right. And so I love so much how floppies. floppies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like the, the magnetic tape rolls, <laughs> like the actual physical rolls of tape. Um, so I, mean, I love so much about how Star Wars feels so gritty and antiquated in its technology. Um, and I think it, it, it really just gives it so much authenticity because um, there's something about that analog technology uh, that I think is really um, uh Heartwarming, I guess. He's a lead developer. He often loves anything technology. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I grew up. You have a point for it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I get your point. That, that's 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 correct. Yeah, it's nostalgic. But I, I mean, I, I will tell y'all. I think there is. Or, I think there is still something in that, though. Regardless of the technology in Star Wars, we we can look back in our own history and say clearly that there is lost technology. There's some stuff that happened two, three thousand years ago that we yeah. like, like the building of the pyramids. Like we, even today, they're like, yeah. "How the fuck did they do that?" Well, clearly there's like there's the a, steam it was Revan. Revan built the pyramid. It's it's proved. Everything's been proven. <laughs> Everything goes back to Kotor. Re- everything goes back to Revan. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't make the rules. <laughs> How was Jesus born? Well, Revan had a little ritual and yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Revan had a kid. <laughs> had a kid, duh. Um, I had a bad thought. Medical. <laughs> I, had, I had a bad thought. In 
their desire to tie things to the original trilogy, what if, you know how Han talks about through four and five, and then obviously he gets to Jabba and six about got a price in my head. I'm a dead man. Jabba's looking for me. Sure. What if the Han Solo movie is just about like his awful run in with Jabba and how and setting that up? Well, no. What actually happened was he was boarded by Imperials. Sure. I thought. Yeah. But so what, if, what, what if the movie like focuses around that? The whole movie's him picking up spices. No, getting, not just getting boarded. You fuck. I'm just talking about like the whole like his relationship with Jabba and everything. Well, in in the in the EU, he you know uh, joined the the Imperials first, and then you know bounced out with uh, with Chewie. After you know saving his life and all that jazz, but I mean, there's a very strong sense that yeah, they're, the, the, they're not going to call that line. For episode four, they he won't. was uh, a smuggler, right? He was, right? Like that was his. his yeah, but I mean, I, I, I definitely understand. But I, I definitely understand what what commanders talk about, and yeah, that's that's a really valid reason, um, or a really valid point. And yeah, now now you, now you got me thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, they have to talk about the smuggling. That's what he was. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if it's too focused on. Han is doing this, gets a run-in with Jabba, and has a price on his head. And that way, it leads right into episode four again. I don't know. Wouldn't we, it, we might... Sorry, go on. Wouldn't it be fucking badass... Yes, it would. ...if we really got into Han's past, and not only was he a smuggler, but a bounty hunter, and at one time, him and, like, Boba had to, like... Well, if they somehow worked together to take down some super big price on some some dude that was just a Christmas crazy. special sure yeah like he took out Santa Claus or something but like if if they were to work together and then when you when like Chewie's Boba Fett and he turns around it's like he truly knows who the fuck Boba Fett is you don't want to mess with that dude I've worked <laughs> I've worked with him he tried to kill me twice on that mission there, uh, there's so many possibilities just hit him in the jetpack just yeah just smack the button it says well oh, they, they're gonna have to throw Lando into the mix too you oh are, Lando's already cast yeah, yeah he's already, he's already cast. there what if he just walks around? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole movie. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just Lando and Han just hitting on women, and then it fades to black and it rolls credits. And everyone's like, "What yeah. the hell?" Yeah, just Lando got like a bad rap. They're in a tat- <laughs> Tatooine uh, like strip club with Twi'leks all over. You look absolutely <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> you walk it's, it's, like, it's just, it, it, the whole movie's just like graphic pornography. And it's just like, <laughs> We're going in a new direction. <laughs> yeah. Disney, Disney knows what sells. We're on a spice run and we're here to bang dirty whores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it just gets really weird. Like, everyone leaves the movie theater like, I, yeah. I don't know what is happening. <laughs> now, <clears throat> now they, they, it's the new litmus test. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I guess we they just keep pushing that litmus test forever. <laughs> now, I do have, it was a question from a, a follower and I forget where I saw it or exactly what it said, but it, the just of it is this. If 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 Star Wars went in a very dark, not not rated R, but more of a like a like a horror film, a horror film, a horror <laughs> film. What I guess let's let's make a movie. Like, what would it focus on? What would be the terror terror thing? Darth like, Vader killing Jedi. Well, would it be that though? No, Darth no, Vader's for, tortured, so- demented soul. I feel like go go ahead. Genre, yeah. Horror is go ahead. Really, really difficult to do. Good horror is really horror is like good comedy. It's very difficult to do. Yes, and horror focuses on um, at least from a narrative standpoint. It hopes that you identify with the characters enough that their actions become your actions. 
Um, and so a, a Star Wars horror film would have to be something that is highly, highly specific. Uh, the first example that pops in my head is the Undercity, the Rack Rules. Um, so, I mean, we've already talked about it with you. Like, we're, we're not doing jump scares in a game or any BS like that. Um, but the Rack Rules would be something that could be horror. It's, it has all the comings and goings of, of a horror that you could do. It's a contained area. Um, you identify with the characters for about mm, 30, 40 minutes or so. And from them, uh, uh, you know, take those characters and you put them in an abstract, crazy situation. We've got Presidium on our on our message board. And he said, horror scenario, Anakin at the beach. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. He's just sitting there crying, there's like, rocking. There's like, there's like someone, you know, like selling drinks or something. And Anakin's like, I'll have one of those drinks. And he's like, I have the high ground. You can't get to me. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my god! Uh, the the Rackle thing would be pretty cool. I re- I really think it, it could work. Maybe not as a true horror film, but as like a, just a, a scary. If it was, I I thought they had so much potential for Rogue One. If it was a war movie, it was, and it was just well, I know, but from a Disney a, war movie, from a very personal level, if we followed one character, kind of like a Saving Private Ryan, while they had other characters, you had like. Like I feel like Jin Erso was just a character. While we followed yeah. her around a lot, yeah, I really, really would be hard to say that the the story was about her. If we had a war movie, a Star Wars war movie based on one character, how he gets into the war, what happens to him in the war, what he sees in the war, the Captain America, and then during the war yeah. he sees Vader come up, and he, I mean they make him very humanistic. Like people dying, you're running around, you don't really know what's going on. There's flashbangs, you don't. It's like confusing. Yeah, dead people everywhere, and then you just see this devil walk up, choke someone with their with his fucking mind, and walk the fuck out. Choke like five people. Yeah, and then you're just like, <laughs> and and you're hiding like under a lab desk because he he busted into the Republic. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that shit would be uh, terrifying if it was like Republic. I, I don't what know. You're, you're uh, like looking for is because like Jin Erso was such a. Um, like an important character with like such a, a a very like escalated background. Like you're looking for someone who is you brought up same Prime Ryan, like an effing grunt, like a low level how they interpret the Star Wars galaxy. They interpret the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's like, so like somebody on that Rebel like a, like you know like like a you know Tatooine John Tatooine everybody. Yeah, like he's just kind of thrust into excellence and. Yeah, that might be actually pretty balling. No, that's what like I'm just saying. Some just some dude that's like, like dicking around and all of a sudden a Skywalker is just like, well, we have to up the galaxy. Sorry, buddy. And we killed your whole family. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you don't need to be a Skywalker. You don't need to be a smuggler. What? And, and, and see, the issue is when we talk about the original trilogy, we were supposed to say it was just a smuggler and a moisture farmer. But by the way, he's the son of the chosen one and Han marries a princess. It's like, no, 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 no. Fuck all that. Let's just take the dirty <laughs> dirtbag that's getting high off Tatooine because he's got nothing left. The Republic picked him up, yeah, threw him in a war, and this is what he's experiencing. Well, and, full circle. Hopefully, that's that's Han Solo movie. Right yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. what if he was a junkie? What if he was like into some shit? I'm rocking on some effing death sticks, or even Ooh, fuller circle death sticks. Yes. I'd do some death sticks. Well, I don't we're gonna do death sticks live. Want to fucking sell me death sticks, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's something that that you know potentially could be an appearance. What death sticks? No, 
Could walking you buy down, that sticks? Walking down, um, you know, like Tatooine. Seems Get off some, some narcotics? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. I, I don't know if y'all um, I don't know if y'all have uh, uh, traveled to uh, Spain or, or wherever, but uh, I remember the first time I was in Spain, I was walking down uh, La Rambla, and um, they had the FN. No pronunciation. I grew up on the border. Mexico. All I literally heard was, Mexico. I was walking around la la la. That's la blah blah blah. <laughs> I, was blah, blah. Around, I was walking around blah blah blah's law blog. And, um, oh, I got they, you. Uh, yeah, they, like when you walk down Ramblin and. Uh, Did you uh, ride with the bulls? Uh, no. I saw a bull fight there. Uh, but down uh, down there, like you just walk around and the people just whispered to you, like, cocaine, pot, <laughs> cocaine, heroin. <laughs> Like, and, like, and everything dare taught me it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you just walk around and people are just like, hey, you want some cocaine? But I feel like that's kind of how, like, you know, Tatooine, yeah, like, like Anchorhead would be. Like, people would just be like, what you want, man? Like, what you we, want? Yeah. we got you whatever you want. I got sand. <laughs> it's coarse. It's everywhere. You're going to love it. <laughs> God damn. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, man. Got chosen ones. It's all for sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a uh, my my uh, uh, reaching far back. Uh, my my second question to y'all, um, and oh, yeah. I actually asked Drew this earlier tonight. Uh, there we go. Was Jen Urso force sensitive? No. Next question. No? Next question. It's possible so that she was deal on the Kyber crystal and her analyzing the effing moon and all. Uh, her mom. It says uh, that her mom was slightly not enough to like have any Jedi tendencies, but that's why she had the necklace in the first place. That's why she gave it to Jen. So you think, yeah. so do you think they're remaking the I'm force? I'm not going to think anything. No. I'm going to fucking tell you. Do you think they're remaking like the, the style of the force and they're kind of ignoring this whole midichlorian thing and they're really, because when we think about the, the two new movies, you don't want to talk about midichlorians. No, but we're, we're really talking about, they're, they're implanting, they're implanting the force into items. Like, the, the Skywalker lightsaber, it speaks to people because it's got it's full of fucking force. And then this oh. Kyber crystals, it's full of fucking force. And then, you know, Chewbacca talking mad shit, full of force. <laughs> he loves but, talking shit. I don't, I, let's, let's, we, we've got Keep to, talking while I research. Well, I'm going to talk some shit. <laughs> no, I was actually kind of pissed about Jyn Erso because she was like, quote unquote, the main character. But she was well, least she was the least polarizing character I've ever met. She's just like, oh yeah, I'm fucking kind of here, and let's do this. It's like, what? This whole story's about you? Uh, All right, Mopar. What, what was your? Who was your favorite character out of Rogue? K two S O. Yeah, yeah, out of the whole, yeah, out of Rogue. out of Rogue, out of Rogue One. Oh, K two K two S O. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good I, answer. Good. And, and that's and that's hard for me to say because. Mm. I, I like Krennic was awesome. Um, Galen was pff, terrible, but I still like the character. And just like the rest of the uh, Rogue One characters were so watered down. I don't yeah. know. Cassian yeah. was just like, I don't give a Galen damn. Was why. My favorite by far. I just, um, who was who was the homeboy that was uh, Saul's like um, right hand man? The, the alien. Two tubes. Uh -oh. Two tubes. Two tubes. That was. 
my favorite character. That that guy was my jam. But doesn't that say something about the like? It's a great movie, <laughs> but there was not if like two, one. If you're saying you walked away with two tubes as your boy, that's a problem. Well, and even me no, saying, no, not at all. Like saying, I feel like he is like he's like one of those characters where he has this like immense background. Well, it, actually, this kind of reminds me. Uh, have y'all ever seen um, Red Letter Media's reviews? Mm-hmm. All of them, yeah. Yeah. So they have a, a famous um, sort of litmus test for characters. Which is describe yeah. a particular Star Wars character without describing what what their occupation is, their physical appearance, um, or anything about like their um, Saul's phys- right hand man. Oh, right. Yeah, that's that's totally a position. He's he's foreign. Yeah, already, you already feel you have to talk about their personality. <laughs> he so, speaks. So you know about Han Solo. Well, you know he's kind of the the maverick. You know the. Um, kind of the digital cowboy, the rogue, <laughs> the cowboy, the badass. Yeah, he's, you know he's rough around the edges. Um, <clears throat> now use that exact same description with Queen Amidal. Right, right, right. Yeah, you can't. Um, you can't say she's queen. She's like boo, because that's against the rule. She's a girl. Um, she's really about her crazy, freaky makeup. She's really upset and pissed all the time. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess that describes her personality. <laughs> but, like, is that really something that you want to have? Like, she's, she thrust <laughs> she's thrust into That's a government position onto, on her home planet that she loves too early, and she doesn't exactly know how to handle it and make sense of any of it. That is the best answer I've heard on that question. Uh, I recently watched... Uh, Phantom Menace Attack. is pretty good if you don't watch Red Letter Media reviews. <laughs> I know. It's not too bad. Which I did for a while. Self-proclaimed. I talk shit for like six months, but you know. But I see the light. <laughs> if if you can sh- if you can ask that same question about any of the characters in Rogue One, it is somewhat difficult. But if I look at like K two S O, I say he's loyal, he's intelligent, he's quick on his feet, he's, sarcastic. He's sarcastic. He's snarky. But then you say True. that about Jin, yeah. you're just like Jin was an orphan ish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, say, I agree. Say more about, there, were, there were a few good characters. Say more about Jin, though. Like she can she take was care of herself. That's it. She was supposed to be the main character. I'm, I'm not saying was well, supposed to be, but like she kind of is. She's the main character. What do you? Yeah. What, what can you say about her personality? Uh, I, I would say that she's, uh, she's British, resourceful, <laughs> British, um, antagonistic. She's British. <laughs> oh, um, self-serving, oh. self-loathing. Yeah, well, so, kind of. Yeah, pissed. Well, what about that theory that um, if you have a British accent, you're essentially a part of the empire? Yeah, I would say rude. Stop those all our, all, our, all our UK listeners are like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> They're pissed, man. Yeah, I mean, all UK yeah. UKians are evil. Leia had some Britishish lines in in A New Hope. No, no, that goes back oh, to the diplomatic. So speak. there is a, a Star Wars theory, um, Diplo. Uh, whatever. Well, it's how whenever, um, regardless of, like, if you go up between like the UN uh, and my actual background isn't in anything technical with, with video games. From so background, uh, my degrees with an S, heyo, um, is uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, is all with um, uh, political science and, and all that jazz. But yeah, it's it's definitely a real thing with. Um, with diplomats, they speak a certain way among other leaders' diplomats. You must provide. So maybe that's just like fan service BS, and you know, there's like the script was actually horrible. Uh, but that's like a real thing in our real world that uh, you know that 
We tend to speak yeah, more. Yeah, Amidala and British um, Slave would speak different yeah. with. You speak you know, differently when you're, you're doing diplomacy type things. Doing places so with my people. <laughs> Next time I do diplomacy. <laughs> in the, the act of diplomacy. Role for diplomacy. The more you we tighten your grip. at all about Dungeons and Dragons. The which more is actually pretty systems incredible. slip through your fingers. Because. All right, um, Leia, you need to shut the fuck up. I'm, blo- I'm blowing <laughs> your shit up for that. I was trying to read about uh, Lyra Urso, um, but I gave up. So, What Mopar uh, brings up, and for y'all, CGI, yay or nay? Oh, I thought Tarkin looked goddamn great. I didn't even know Tarkin was when I first saw it, and everyone was yelling. like he looked, he looked terrible. I'm like, whoa. Excuse that was, me? That was, initially- that was CGI? I knew Leia right. was. Well, so, well, when I first saw it, it immediately looked off to me. Crack an egg knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll crack a small egg of knowledge. Um, yeah, I mean, when I first saw the movie, it, it looked off, and I can immediately tell that it was CGI. However, when I saw it the second time around, even though I knew, without a doubt, the second time around that it was CGI, it didn't look as bad. I don't know. Some, uh, uh, I agree. It, for, for some reason, it actually looked better the second time, and I was okay with it because maybe because I knew it was coming. I don't know, but it it didn't. I, I was definitely better with it the second time around. And we also deal in a three D universe literally every day, so that's true. So we're a little more attuned to three D graphics. You see, our metachlorians are higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just. So whoa 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 we're looking at uh, we we googled uh, Tarkin CGI and they actually have the actor who played him in in Rogue One and they show kind of a step by step build of how they put what was his actual name Alan Turney the actual actor yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for me it was a nose no that's what the, gave it wait away. the original I, I noticed yeah. a very Pixar looking nose. It is. They, that's the biggest difference on both of their faces is the actual nose. But I mean, I'm not looking. That was the dead giveaway. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Because when I look at someone's face, I, I look at the mouth. I look at the mouth and I look at the eyes when I look at someone's well, face. I mean, this, this guy gets me. Well, the, the nose, the mouth. I mean, they kind of go together. But that's if you've if you've ever done, um, you know, like 2D drawing classes before the first thing they tell you is when you're drawing a face you focus look at the, the eye dick. well focus on the dick no, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, <laughs> you look at the, the eyes and the eyes from the iris if you go straight down should line up with the mouth the, yeah. the corners of the mouth yep well and the bottom of your nose is supposed to line up with the bottom of your ears was the bottom yes, of your dick yes, supposed yes, to line exactly. up well, I'm a goofy looking dude, so I don't. Well, you're impossible to draw. If I were to draw you, everyone would know it'd be fake. Goddamn. Fist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that uh, yeah, like that, that initial shot of uh, of Tarkin, um, it, it always kind of. I, I wish they eased into it rather than. Why did like, they need to do that? Like, do right, you think the same? I wish they eased no, into no, no, it no, no. in like the aftershot. Can talk about Westworld way for a second? Pissed for a because second. Westworld very recently did the exact same thing where they did a CGI of Anthony Hopkins. Oh, for Westworld. Yeah, yeah. that's literally what I just said. I, I was... I, uh, yeah, I mean, so they, they, they did the exact same thing. Westworld? Right? And, yeah, Westworld. 
Whores. Eastworld. <laughs> it's, it's about shining. We are only talking about Eastworld. Wait a second. I thought they. I thought they did kind of ease into the Tarkin thing because they. It was the classic view of the viewing port on the Death Star and him from behind at first. Yeah. You're like, yeah, wait a second. I've seen, I've seen this yeah. before. I've seen that back well, no, in the no, head. No. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. They <laughs> they definitely did ease into it. So I think you're wrong. Westworld? Taylor, on that. No, well, we're talking about Tarkin now. East Planet? Uh, keep up. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you are right. Uh, they did ease into it, but I just wish to in Westworld, they didn't even attempt to make a close-up. They did a very quick passerby mm-hmm. shot, and then everything else was a distant <laughs> shot. So I'm like kind of curious. I mean, there's some degree of almost like cockiness. Like, look, this is going to go so well that they are just going to eat it up, no matter what we put out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> look, after, after everything said, Disney could could just make the worst Star Wars movie of all time, and we're still all going to be sitting here talking about it because it's a Star Wars movie. True. Yeah. So, tell me what your least favorite Star Wars movie of all time <laughs> is right now. Oh, episode one. Well, oh, uh, wait, dude, no, dude. sorry, episode two. Thank we, we don't, you. We, we don't even have to do the least favorite. We can go through the whole, the whole Shabaya, like Char- ranking. Uh-oh. Well, we do that all the time, so it was going to come up at some point. I know. You may as well dive into this shit right now. Oh, I'm whores. Want to do this ranking right now? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now. All right, we'll do it. You go first. All right. Um, Stay your name. Uh, my name is Kevin McConnelly. <laughs> I am the manager at the Costco here. Uh, the quickie mart. In, uh, Delaware, Iowa. Moscow, <laughs> um, Idaho. No, Delaware, <laughs> Iowa. I'm in Delaware. I'm in China, Australia. I am uh, game director Taylor Trotter of the Apparel Project, and this is my official ranking as it stands right now, January 18th, 2017. Usa. <sighs> Usa. <laughs> um, I will say it goes five, four, six, I really thought you seven, were rogue. Three, no, one, three, two. What? But three that low. Oh, Interesting. Okay. No, I, I reversed that. So the that last three was three. No, sorry. Uh, yeah. So it goes one. <laughs> I don't even three, know what movies you're talking. About. One, three, two. You put episode one above episode three. Yes. Yes, unforgivable. I uh, unforgivable. Yes, I did. I agree. Unforgivable. One's rising back uh, up in the know, ranks for me. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. let, let's let's talk <laughs> about how he put number four second. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're fired. Yeah, yeah I, I think the original Star Wars is is the the go to jam. Woo! Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's it's always been um, Empire, always number uno. But but yeah, right after that, it was. I mean, it had so many things working for it. And what am I going to put above it? Above four? Jedi? All of them but one and episode two? Episode seven and Rogue <laughs> One and three. Episode six. <laughs> six, yeah, six. All right. Uh, all right, crack a knowledge. Uh, y'all's ranking. But Drew has to go first. Next. Uh, Dr- jury. Horse. Well, we try to be coy, but Drew's in the bathroom too. Drew. Oh, okay. So... 
I'm gonna okay. Let me let me bust through mine real quick, and it's probably gonna change since the last time because I'm re 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 reanalyzing Rogue One. All right. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go. See, the issue is, are we are we talking favorite or best? There is no best. You can't. I do. I think there is a best, I don't especially know. with this stuff because if you if you look at seven. That's probably the best. I feel like everyone defines best differently, just yeah, like they true. define opin- opinions right. differently. Right. Just, it, what gonna, do you just go off your enjoyment? It's going to be an enjoyment level, favorite enjoyment level. Same well, thing. I'm still on a high from Rogue One. Oh fuck, whatever. I don't want to do that. All right, don't do it. I'm going to do best. So, Episode Seven, Five, Three, Rogue, Six, Four, One, Two. Seven, five. No, I'm gonna mix that up. Seven, three, five. Rogue, six, four, one, two. Wow. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. Let me let me think about that. Seven. You just said it. Seven, three, five. But you're starting with seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the best movie. All the fuckers need to understand. All right. Yeah, seven, three, five, rogue, six, four, one, two. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe make sure I get this right. Seven. <laughs> right, you see what Seven, seven three, three, five. Five. Four. Ro- ro- nope. Seven, three, five, rogue. rogue seven, okay, seven, three, five, rogue. Six. Six. Four. One, two. Mopar's <laughs> pissed. What about the, um, what was that movie? The Clone Wars? The movie? Think, no, yeah, the, that's, uh, that's last. Have you ever the Christmas special? The that's, Christmas special. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No. That, that, that has right. to go last, but uh, KOTOR's number one then. KOTOR, definitely. Mine is KOTOR, and then seven, and then KOTOR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, mean, I, think, I think I have mine. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. I'll go last. I'm not going to acknowledge. Totally. Um, all right. So I think mine is going to go five. Number one. Well, five is the top. Um, six. Four. Um, three. Rogue. Seven. One, two. What? Wow, you guys are all over the place. Okay. Uh, I'm a peacock cat. You got to let me fly. Yeah, but yeah, I think... You guys are Sorry, so you guys like are seven. St- stuck with, and that's fine. You guys are you guys are, have the uh, the original trilogy you, just so high. I think it it does get better, guys. And I think you look you you everyone criticizes like the prequels so much, but then you look at episode six and there's the fucking net. Oh, you're thinking with your stomach. Han, can you reach my lightsaber? Like, get the fuck. And the strongest Jedi in the galaxy is roasting over an Ewok fire. Get that shit off the screen and put episode three, put episode seven on there. Shut it off. Oh, my you God. Know it it, you know what it is? Why, why is there another of, of, tracks of, of them? <laughs> one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the best things about uh, Star Wars is that it's uh, it's very much so like a uh, like a it's, it's like a life moment. Yeah. Um, like people people remember specifically whenever yeah. uh, X Y or Z happened. No, it's um, your first love. I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's all. It's all. Nothing so, is ever going to equate 
to that, you know. Yeah, it, it's also it's also loving. interpretive, and and you know we'll we'll definitely see like you know a couple of years. Um, well, Jesus, a couple of years. Uh, the episode one came out in '99, so you know there was, you know, there, there's probably going to be someone who who got their first lay in '99. Why, you know, it was playing somewhere, and uh, you know they're, they're going to remember is like, oh, it's going to be like the best second time ever. First time they went to white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm trying so, you know, to it, I'm trying to ditch those things out of my ranking. I can't, obviously, but I'm trying to. As I watch movies more and more, I, I kind of rewatch the prequels on purpose just to see if they're really as bad as I used to think they were. Um, but you know, it's, it's really hard to it's a get whole, rid of those factors. It's a whole different. Three, three it's a whole different a style of movie, though. Like you look at yeah. the original oh, yeah. trilogy, and they're so character driven. Yeah. And then you look at the the prequels, and it's expanded universe. Action, it's expanded universe. It's it's battle driven. Yeah. It's action driven. But there's still like an I don't even know how to how to say that. If there's a word uh, um, like an uh, uh, active epic. The word you're looking for is whores. Epic- <laughs> there's an app. There's an epicness to the original trilogy or to the yeah. uh, prequels that the prequels, I don't yeah. that I don't think you get in the original trilogy. Right. But in well, the original, there's some serious risk taking that happened in the prequels that you don't see anywhere else. Right. Well, like just like Udapau, you don't see fucking Udapau anywhere. Why? Because they they couldn't fucking do it in the original trilogy. Oh, Mustafar. Why? Where are we going to find a lava planet on Earth, on Earth? And how are we going to film there? We, they can't. So I just, I, I don't know, man. It's a struggle. And it, it's beautiful that we can all sit here and talk about Star Wars and hate each other all at the same time because your list is shit. Awesome. I know. I, I really, it's, no, it's it's cool because like, like everyone says, you watch Star Wars for the first time, for the last time. Everyone has their opinions. You get different stuff yeah. out of it. Yeah. I sit well, here and I, it's, it's Go ahead. But important question. Star Wars is, is so personal. No, no, no. Important question. If you have somebody that you care about and you want them and they've never seen Star Wars before, ever, what order do you show them the movies in? Seven. Machete. You can't do Machete because that doesn't work with episode seven. No, you, I, you, you let them watch seven and gauge their reaction and then you go from there. No, no, no. Well, my problem with Machete old machete um is that episode two is way worse a film than episode one now hate me all you want no but we, agree. we oh, agree nothing happens in episode two exactly we agree the i Claw still Wars, hate you though they, they begin oh wow at least episode like one two. had like something going on like there was there's a plot that i could follow you know albeit it got a little crazy at no. times the reason why episode one was better than the other prequels is because episode one is a stupid movie. It's goofy, but it's not trying to be anything outside of that spectrum. And, you know, episode two and three, especially looking at you two, um, it's that it's it's trying to be much more than that. Well, okay. So episode three, I feel like was legitimately a, a good movie. Like I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, Let's just go ahead and just challenge. Well, all four of us will challenge each other to a duel. We'll meet up in Virginia, which I assume is that way. Pick one episode. (laughs) Yeah, and you know we'll we'll have like the you know smooth bore pistols, and you know we'll 
Yeah, I'll I'll defend episode three all day. Duel Everyone the, hates the prequels. I will the stay in there. You know what? If I had to pick an episode that I would defend, I would also pick episode three. I'd pick episode one. Uh, seven. I would. I would. I like seven, man. It's ah. hard. It's hard for me to sit here and defend six, and it's hard for me to defend episode two. Because those commander, is is it you is, can't under, is, is seven two. really coming under? Maybe I'm just outside this jam, but is it is it under fire? I mean, I know it's you know. People, um, it's so close to four, but well, I don't, I don't I mean, really consider yeah. seven to be... Well, okay, the best yeah. thing that episode seven had going for it was, first of all, the characters and the actors. I mean, the the, the performances that happened in that movie were really good. Yeah. Oh, I'm married. I mean, really, I mean right like, now. really, really good. I, that, that is the best saving grace for episode seven, is that I feel like the we, we genuinely could feel for the characters. Um, I feel like the actors that are... Yeah, brought it back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like they, like you, I, I really am. I'm really excited to see where they're going next. And see, so, if you're gonna pick a set of a, a new group of actors to carry on this new trilogy, yes. they did a fantastic yeah. job yes, of casting agree. them. Um, because now <clears> I, I, I want to see where they're going. But that being said, there's a reason why Episode Four is number three on my list. You know, I'm not interested in where we're going. You know, I, I don't want to see that movie. I want to see the climax of, of that sort of trilogy. Oh, we that's all want to see that. You know, yeah, we all want that climax. And, and episode five for me was, was that like ultimate climax. And I'm going to get you off. What just I mean, happened? Whores. Stop. <laughs> that was always sunny quote. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think there is something to, to your point, but... I see episode seven and episode four so similar, but episode seven is newer. It's on. It's it's better. I, I really truly uh, the acting the acting uh, truly well, I really think the the, better, act, the acting is better. It's the better. acting is better. Everything's better. The, the storyline is acting has more. Um, technically, it is better. Yes, I would say it's better. If you're gonna go off just the because you know at the time episode four had a super low budget. Um, so yeah, I mean, they were kind of, I mean, outside of Harrison Ford, um, I mean, the majority of the people on the movie were kind of nobodies, right? Well, like, I mean, you not, know, but you I'm not going to like, I'm not going to push four up in my ranks just because I had a low budget. I mean, if it's not as good or if I don't enjoy it as much, I guess I would say I'm just, I'm just going to treat it as, as that. I concur, Commander. Thank you. General Veers. General uh, I realize I haven't, I haven't. I haven't given my uh, order yet. I'm last. Um, oh, please do. Please do. Well, I was. I, I was still trying to think of it. Changes sure. so frequently and so often. So, uh, I was just. About while, to I know, talk. but while, while you while you sit there and think, I don't want to. Anymore. We we've got. Uh, I can't see his name. Darth something says. Trith, Darth Triathlon says he'd like to see battle meditation brought into canon. I think that is what yes. you said something on, a, on some, an old episode. I, like battle meditation. Yeah. yeah could, could you imagine Ray doing some epic battle meditation? Oh my I, God. All over that. All over that. I've never even <laughs> thought about like the, the Bastila Ray connection, even though there isn't, but like if they were to really start integrating like some that type, her. that type of character yeah, into yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Yes. That'd be cool. I am all about that. You said a long time ago, it was just random speculation, but like what if Palpatine, on the Death Star 2 in episode 6 was using battle meditation a little bit with the fleet. There, yeah, because because as soon I mean, as as soon as the emperor uh gets like pulled away from his seat and he actually has to like stand there and like so be it Jedi, all of a sudden like shit changes. Yeah. And all of a sudden like yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's oh, battle meditation. Yeah. 
right. you know, I, love that, I, love, I love everything about that. That's that's a thousand percent just fan theory because there's, I mean, it just kind of happens. You're like, dude, that could have been metal meditation. That's how. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, okay. Um, so commander, commander's gonna give his qu- uh, quick list here, dude. I yeah, I really want to keep pushing one further up in my list, but I also am scared. Um, I think I'm gonna. What I said in the last episode is 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 still pretty Bastila Fest. Ba- Bastila equals boner fest. Sure, sure, sure. Our message boards are out of control right they now. They are. Um, <laughs> what I said last time is pretty accurate. It's going to be seven, five, three, Rogue One, four, and six are like yeah. right there. I'm surprised. Wow, and then, I'm surprised. And then one, and then two. I'm so surprised because a year ago today you would never put three above anything. I know, and I I'm, I want to put one up further up. You, I it's hard All to right. put it. What are you going to put it above? One above four? That's yeah. so hard because I I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, yeah I could do that. I, I like the I like the tenacity. It's 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 a good good and thought. Regardless of the list itself, seven is absolutely at the top by far. So for, for some reason, whenever I think of episode one, I always, uh, I always think of the Lego game. The, uh, the, like the Lego, Lego game Wars? for episode one. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because it's like so goofy. It just like, it fits. It's like these like blocks walking around in episode one. I don't know. For some reason, That's my point. Is that the, the episode one is, is, is <laughs> effing goofy. It is goofy, I, and I feel like the, the the Lego game for Episode One fits really well because it's like these blocky kind of like goofball characters just walking around, like oh, oh, pod racers. Boop, boop, boop. Well, so <laughs> I did think though within the prequels though, Episode One had much of the adventure feel that I like from Star Wars from Episode Four in the first place, whereas two and two felt a little more sterile, and three felt a lot more dark. Well, you got to think. You 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 look at episode yeah. one just at, on a ground level. We get to see Naboo. We get to see Tatooine again. We get to see Coruscant. Right. The Gungans. The Gungans. Like, <laughs> there's so much new Don't stuff. About those Gungans. But they they integrate that so well. Like, you're watching the movie, and, you're, and all you're seeing is like, oh, there's like a goofy rabbit on the screen, and and he like steps in poop on Tatooine. You mean a Sith Master? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> But um, I, I really think that you 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 miss that. Like you you see episode four and you go to the cantina scene and there's just fucking there's bats flying around with drinks <laughs> in their hands and you it's awkward to me there. But in episode f- one when they do the same thing, it's not so weird. I see Wado and I'm like that makes sense. I see uh, Sebulba, I'm like dude, perfect. But that <laughs> but. In any, in any other movie, if we're also, we were also eleven, dude. If you put, yeah, but even now, if I look at Sabalba, I'm like, dude, that's a fucking cool character. I agree. If you put that into any other universe, it's probably like, what the mm. fuck is that thing? Everything right. except Jar Jar and the, the guy that, that says no Whoopi arcade Whoopi. has ever had a better arcade game than that original Pod Racer game. It's one of the best Star Wars games, man. That, I mean, I, that's not an arcade game. I remember that one. No, 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 no. You walk 64. into an arcade. No, I'm talking about you walk into the arcade. And there's the full-on like equipment of the pod racer. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it it just blows your mind. It's legit. It was up there with we had an Aerosmith game where you shot feet. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Pop your brakes. 
I love that Aerosmith. You shoot the discs? Yes. Yeah, you shoot your CDs. I've never talked to anyone ever that didn't Dude. know. That you're, the only, was, you're my live life to this, this game. We no had, one else knows this game. We had the, the local the local it's movie theater yeah, had, this, had this goofy-ass Aerosmith arcade game with the machine gun. Yeah. Yeah, and you just shot helicopters with CDs. And I loved it. I have a very vivid... Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. Yep. I have a very vivid memory of when I went to see Kung Pao for the first time with my buddies. And afterwards, we just played that fucking Aerosmith game yeah. for like an hour. Yeah. And like yes. the first level, Sounds you're like shooting like fun. you're shooting bad guys in windows with the CD gun. And then you take down a helicopter and then Aerosmith, <laughs> Steven Tyler comes out and goes, yeah. And then like you win. That's the first level. And just like, what just happened? Uh, <laughs> you have to point out, I feel like Steven Tyler's mouth breaks the eye pupil role that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> that's totally a bigger mouth than where the eyes are meeting at. Oh, yeah. 1632 16, bit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the pixels are way off there. I would like to see a CGI Steven <laughs> I Tyler. Steven Tyler, like, <laughs> oh, yes, Mr. Steven Tyler. In Star Wars. Steven. <laughs> I'm going that far. Darth, Darth Tyler. Darth Tyler. <laughs> oh, shoot, CDs. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a hell of a game. It was. It really was. Um, Applaud, yeah, man. That was that was a uh, never never encountered anyone that has uh, played that so, game. I, mean, I know we've gotten off like way off topic, but do we have any questions about like Imperial? Oh yeah. So what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I do some. Well, I know we talked a little bit about it randomly as we were getting started, but what you're big fans oh. of Kotor? We already talked about that. Obviously, you guys love Star Wars. What inspired you to say? I'm going to start this project. I'm going to bring back this game that I love. Like what kind of, what was the catalyst for, for that main idea? I mean, it was, um, kind of what we talked about before. It was, uh, um, I don't have, well, it was beer. I'm already drinking beer. Oh, sorry. Drew's talking. That is just a giant bottle. (laughs) That's that's not even beer anymore. (laughs) Um, I mean, it was, it was, a. um, this kind of topic that I that I've talked about in uh, in like streams before, um, Melalombi, which um or Melalombi, which I'm pretty sure is the not correct way to pronounce it. Um, but the uh, the idea of uh, kind of come and take it. So oh, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, we we talk about that and that that mentality of you know if no one else is going to do it, you know I'm a also manifest destiny. Well, yeah, I know you mentioned that earlier, but like, what what made you decide that it needed to be done? Uh, like, like this project out of anything else, like conceptualizing some crazy uh, plot and scheme for Kotor three or something. Like, what was the reason that you're going back and and putting all this treatment on the original game? Um. Well, I guess I can answer that with. Um, so I've been my entire like professional life. Uh, I, I've never had like a, a nine to five job and I don't really want one. And uh, so this, I, I've been in it's startups here in Atlanta for, for a really long time. And I conceptualized the idea to have this kind of, um, or I got brought up in, in kind of like my um, professional life of like, uh, yeah, go ahead and, and do whatever you want. Uh, and so that mentality kind of spilled over. And there might be a little bit of, a, of an issue now. So like now we're, we're really established and now we're doing well and we're doing mm-hmm. screenshots. But at the genesis of the project, that was 
not there. Um, you know, it was very much so Start like unity, right? No, no, actually I tried to build the original, uh, apparel and cry engine, the cry oh, three. No, no, I remember this. Um, and it was effing miserable. Yeah. Um, no, you walked in to the office you're like, Oh, I'm going to build this in, in cry engine. That's right. And Drew, kinda, Drew is very this information. Um, because um, it was just all, you know, it was all like office candor. It was all BS. And I was like, oh, um, oh, Taylor, you're so funny. You know, like, <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then it switched to Unity. And then when UE4 came out, it was just like a match made in heaven because we just instantly got UE4. Um, and it, it was just the, the, the right engine at the right time. Yeah, yeah. and then things um, kind of like sparked from there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Zero, you know, Sugar Gooding are, are, are telling y'all, you know how? Yeah, I, I wish I could say that I, I went into this project being like, "Oh yeah, I was already like, you know, dicking around and and, and I was already like working in these other third-party programs and I was doing really great." But that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. Um, I definitely consider myself now like a, a, a true uh, game director, yeah. and I know which way's up. But uh, then it was me basically as Luke on Tatooine. Like, I was bitching and complaining <laughs> to my aunt and uncle, like, I don't want to go to Tashi Station. <laughs> like, the... the Did you digital... at least get your power converters? <laughs> oh, I never got any goddamn power converters. Yeah, I, I, man. That's why I'm so pissed. Like, I, can, I sometimes uh, drunkenly message my aunt and uncle, like, for power converters, and they're like, Taylor, quit being weird. It's like, <laughs> like you're, you're Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> you drunkenly um, message your aunt and uncle. So the... Uh, you know, it's 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 cool, or maybe not cool, but um, you know, it's it's definitely different to talk about now yeah. and kind of reflect on that genesis and and how really bad I was, how like horribly bad I was. In fact, <laughs> uh, like a lot of people uh, here, like it's not hard to find footage or screenshots of how we started this game. Well, I, I think gonna need some of that. I think to some degree, <laughs> just like yeah, uh, you, you can go like. Uh, Kotor Peron in Google and just hit that news and go to early. Well, there's a, there's and- a learning curve, uh, but I mean, definitely there is a th- there's some natural skill that it took an effect. Um, I agree. Just, we'll get to, like, my, my background is in, is in software development. Um, so coming on the project, code. yeah, I mean, I, I was one of those um, you know kids that, that grew up with the internet. Um, and I taught myself how to program, and um, I, I've pretty much been involved with code <laughs> around the time I could use a computer, which you know was like six or seven years old when I first started. Um, so code has been a, a large portion of my life uh, for a very long time, and so it just felt very natural. Like, oh, well, you know, this thing is written in C plus um, plus. Okay, that's just another. That's, that's no big deal, right? But Taylor, the picking up a game engine and creating a world in it um, is something that I feel like comes very natural. Uh, it's a very natural element to him. And, and I, I really, I don't want to leave this topic without talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and the main reason why is because, um, so we're in Atlanta and everywhere, every year we go to DragonCon. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's, I feel like one of the best um, conventions in the country. Comic-Cons of the South. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, 
it's it's the dirty version of Comic Con because it's, <laughs> it's in the South, you know. Totally. Uh, but no, Dragon Con. Um, did this past year we had uh, the former president of Epic Games, and he had a panel on. Um, it was basically Dungeons and Dragons and game development. Um, and so, as the former president of Epic Games, you know he was a large. Um, driver behind the creation of, of open sourcing Unreal Engine and, and creating this um, ecosystem for for game developers for entirely new generation. Um, and one of the, the concepts that consistently came up in that panel is this idea of world building. And world building is a fundamental aspect of Dungeons and Dragons and something that Taylor is exceptionally good at. You know, so we have our own campaign that we do. Um, you know, every other week. Um, and one of these days, we will stream our D&D campaign. Well, um, maybe. maybe. Well. <laughs> We've talked about it. We've talked about it. Um, but, I mean, but the world building is, is a very big part of it. And, and um, the kind of the number one rule that keeps coming up is never break immersion. And that's really, really important when you're building a world. Um, and so to transition from that in a storytelling aspect to a 3D world, I feel like came very naturally to you. Nice. I look so weird. Got a little misty eye. One of the stories is super fucking dirty. I would have said the same thing. I mean, I agree with everything. I did say the same thing. It's good. No, what? So I do have to ask, and I was wondering, and we do have the same question in the message boards. What does the name Aperion actually mean, and where does it come from? Ooh, it's actually pronounced Ape Iron. God damn. <laughs> uh, there was this like uh, article written about us. Um, Kotaku. Yeah, it was it was Kotaku or, or was GameSpot or, or you know what are the other uh, publications? Peron. Um Blame me. That uh, blame the language nerd. Did you appear on it? Ape Iron. <laughs> yeah, they they interviewed me and um, they said eight iron, and god damn it, I cannot get that out of my head every time I see our own name. Uh, but it uh, well for the uncivilized, you need, you need to put it. You need it, to put uh, an Easter egg in the game. It is the Greek word for infinity. Well, also it uh, in, in the Star Wars universe, it, it comes from the. The abstraction of what the force is. So there's three parts in abstraction of what the force can be, and a peron is the um, mindfulness. I guess is the best way to say it. You're just making stuff um, up now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you look at our original um, project files, they all start with INF. Um, Start with what? App and Google it. Look at a parallel. <laughs> what in the F? <laughs> but it mean, it means infinity, right? Like you said. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's that that idea of the force that is forever. The living uh, force, Qui Gon. That makes more sense. It's all about midichlorians. <laughs> I love. It. Um, I think I, I, I don't associate with midichlorians. Look, I nor really have I ever had what the beef is with midichlorians. I don't had. either. I think they're fine. I don't get it. I mean, like, really? Am I the only one? He was a risk taker. Drew, you're such a technical person. Of course, you would love a midichlorians. Of course, I would because I love the idea of explaining something. So I think that's people's biggest beef is that it's kind of like a explaining. That's like dick length. For being ability in the force, I could tell you. Whoa, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
Metachlorians to Dickling. I'm sorry. So what? What no. we we have no, 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 we no. have to hear it from the official ape iron guys. Can we Got get? It. Can we get an official pronunciation? Apparon. Apparon. Why you see fuckers? I at the end. Apparon. But there's a you have to roll well, your L and your R. Apparon. Just apparon. goddamn say apron. Is, is it apparent actually a French word? Apron. Ooh, to say Greek apron. Well, it, no, it, it, uh, it, it would be Greek. So if it was Greek, it'd Greek. be. Well, actually, mm, never mind. A pyron. It would be. A pyron. Like the it would two have words. The sound in there. A pyron. I, I lived in Greece for a little while. Um, and they happen to love their E sounds. Yeah, that's that's where it comes from. A pyron. A pyron. Um, I think, no, no, I it, think it, you guys. It, you know, it, it is a Greek word. So literally just I go say, to Google Translate. I say. Hit that little play button. And it will actually pronounce it for you. A prune. I say a. I say a is in a heart. It a, must be pronounced peron. like a, a computer. A, a, peron. a pair a. of tutors. <laughs> Got it. We understand I, completely. I, I think you need to put an Easter egg of ape iron in the game. You need it's something in the background. A poster of an ape ironing clothes or something. <laughs> an ape and yeah, an oh, it's actually going to be a screenshot of this exact podcast right now. How are you well, going to screenshot a podcast? We don't need an ape iron Easter egg. We need a you Rogue should, One. You should have Rogue Squadron or, podcast. Sorry, Rogue, Rogue Squadron podcast. Yeah. Easter egg. You should Put have our dumb fate. You, you should have like our intro music this playing in fun. the Terrace Cantina. We we love the cantinas. Actually, um, you know, whenever I'm like, you know, let's let's try out a level. Let's try I always it. pick one of our cantinas. Yeah. You know what? Um actually what I what I do um on stream every now and then is that uh I, I like to create these these maps um to be exceedingly immersive. Um but you know a lot of the time uh you know it, it's very hard to be creative all the time. In fact, impossible. Um, so sometimes I ask people chat, like, hey, um, you know, roll a number. Um, and I got an I got a number in my head, and the person that comes close to us, give me, give me a Star Wars name. Like that'd be cool. And I'll add it for an advertisement on Taurus, or mm-hmm. I'll have it for a drink on Tatooine or right. whatever. Right. Um, but boom, just now. Um, yeah, you know, uh, if y'all got a, a a Star Wars name that y'all go to, you know. So there's a um it's great to have y'all uh, um, are to be on your your podcast. I really enjoy it. There, there's a um, so uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get get y'all in the game somewhere. So there's, shit. Well, yeah. there's a Star Wars paradox. So the, the alphabet is Arbesh. Yeah, Arbesh. So where does the concept of an X wing or a Y wing fit into the Arbesh alphabet? Ooh, I am have literally never thought of that. Yeah. Wow. Because this is entirely new alphabet. The letters X and Y do not fit in the Star Wars. God universe. damn you, real world. Cool. So uh, we do have an obvious question for you guys. Most important question. What mm-hmm. do we have like an estimated time of completion for this? A release date or anything? So you do not. Nor do we. Nope. All right. Uh, <laughs> I... We don't, wish I could we don't more, live by the, the rules of time. <laughs> we don't believe I wish I could be more technical with that, but um, I mean, we are dealing with a fully volunteer force. Yeah. Sure. And um, 
Well, quality is, is more important than yep. anything else. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And um, there's two things that you know I, I buy I buy with with um, being a game director, and that is one is that I'm not going to ship an inferior product, and two, at some point it will have to ship. Yeah. But uh, that's not to say that we won't have teasers. Sure. Okay. Like you know to to say that we won't we won't ship anything in a year, you know, would just be. Well, madness, madness. Um, <laughs> Sparta. You know, Sparta. We, we don't. We definitely don't want to promise anything. Right. But at the same time, we're constantly thinking about okay, what is something that we could actually theoretically push out? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not in the mentality of. And, and um, we're we're always working on it. Like it's it there. You know, if you look, well, you're not going to. But if you were <laughs> to look at our development stream, um, there is a constant. Well, not in the stream, but our server. Well, that our Perforce server. Um, so, if you were to actually pull our commit logs, you know, essentially every six hours there is something happening. Like the, the, the sun does not set on the Apeiron Empire. <laughs> That's impressive. I'm <laughs> right. Apeiron doesn't that, believe in time. Does, no, they don't stop. They don't. Stop. Well, it's like, always it's always moving forward. It's always getting better. Yeah. Um, the quality does take time. Right. Um, and you know we're we are. Um, I mean, we're we're big fans of, of what we're working on, um, the the universe that we're working on, and yeah. we don't want to, you know, push out anything just for the sake of pushing out. I mean, that's the difference between a essentially an elaborate mod and a commercial project. Well, also, Apparon isn't the the end all be aspect of this. Um, Kotor is. How we got started, and Aperon is how we're going to get made. But I want to see our next project survive and exist and be um, fascinating and encompassing. And so, if we release an inferior product and we rush Aperon, I mean, all it takes is just, it, it's that simple that if we screw this up, then we're not going to make video games anymore. If we put this out there and people are like, yeah, this sucks, this is bad, we don't like it, then we're done. What if they? Right, because people are going to base you off of solely that. Pressure's on. Exactly. Yep. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like that sense of pressure. Um, I think we thrive, thrive on it. Um, and so I want to see our, our next project. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be fantastic. At the same time, like, we... Um I feel like we kind of put ourselves um, under a microscope, right? Like we we set ourselves to a certain standard. Sure. Mm -hmm. I would hope so, Ape Iron. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> now there was oh, the one thing I request is in, instead of uh, what was his name, Bandax Starkiller. It's yeah. got to be Mopar Starkiller. <laughs> Done. 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 Sold. <laughs> or you can just make me a whole new character in that arena, and I won't even wield yeah. a, a weapon. We, we I'll did. just have a we beer case. They were going to be voice acting, but we didn't say what language they were going to be. Ah, uh, yes. We have a bunch of Thorians everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be a pissed off a uh, Twilight and just yelling at people. Um, yeah, you could just make. I just want 
a soul character in that uh, arena, and I'll just be Mopar, and I won't even wield a weapon. I'll just have beers. And every time you shoot me, I heal myself while I drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna, be if it. you ever walk into a cantina and there's someone there that just is like incessantly drinking and shooting themselves repeatedly. <laughs> well, shoot, that should be me. God damn it. Yeah. Mopar's taking my character. <laughs> well, so to, to the topic of um, the, the, the non-playable characters in KOTOR, um, I feel I personally feel like that is the portion of the game that, that stands the best of time. You know, you go back and you you go through the game and it feels alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it you know, you, you go through Taurus and it's this living city and you know there's um, you know there's Sith troopers walking around and they're interrogating and it mm-hmm. just feels very yeah, alive. That, that, that's that's like, Star Wars bread and butter. It's a it living is, universe. It is. Well, it's 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 going back to the universe, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that is an aspect that we have spent uh, a good bit of time on trying to, um, and that's something that's very easy to do in Dungeons and Dragons, again, which is also kind of something that we consistently think about, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as a world builder, you know, you go to the city and, you know, you're in this busy street and, you know, there's marketplace type things going on. Um, it's really easy to describe that, but to actually convey that in a 3D aspect in a believable format is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like KOTOR did it really, really well. Yeah, there so you go. That, that's something that we're spending a lot of time on. Um, it's just trying to get the the feel, because um, I mean, Taylor is doing a fantastic job of just making the levels look right. Well, we're getting there. We're getting. We're all. He, getting, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, a really good job, but there but there's a second layer, and that second layer is the activity, that sort of background yeah. noise and and environment that happens uh, that has nothing to do with essentially. The, the buildings and the the uh, the background you know look to it right ooh you guys could put in the background of like the, one of the cantinas just a poster on a wall just like Rogue Squadron podcast craziest Star Wars shit ever heard and just <laughs> but just put it like way in the back corner where no one would ever see oh. I mean I don't see why not verbatim dude <laughs> it's canon it's canon it's canon. <laughs> if, what, what if for some crazy, because you got to think that that's how stuff happens. Like Drew Carpishan just wrote a Revan book and all of a sudden like shit started happening and he became like, he became like the old Republic guy and he just wrote an entire like thousand year timeline of the Star Wars. Yeah. And he didn't even mean to. So yeah, if this shit becomes canon, we're part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Done. Um, yeah. And it's. I know we're all going to be stressing out and like eagerly awaiting the release date and everything, but Star Wars fans are going to be around pretty much forever. So we'll be eagerly anticipating this entire thing until end of 2018 or decide to push it back or whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to start wrapping this shit up. We want to thank the whores over at Ape Iron (laughs) (laughs) Industries. Industries. (laughs) Uh, We got Drew and Taylor here. Um, if you guys want to do a bit of like a plug, where where can they see your updates? Where can they see any of your uh, stuff right now? Um, so our, uh, our our go-to that you can see updates is on our Twitter, which is Ape Iron, uh, A-P-E-I-R-O-N underscore Kotor. 
um, for the Twitters, and you'll be able to see uh, all of our screenshots there. Uh, of course, at the the Digital Cowboy um, on uh, on Twitch is where I do. That's my own personal stream um, here on Twitch, and I uh, show you know just like stupidity, and I sing really bad, and show levels <laughs> being built and crap like that. Um, we're really informal. And, uh, you know, I like to interact with y'all and Love do it. what I can. Informal is the way to go, man, for this, sure. This is the way to do I, it. I can cut. <laughs> now, I do have a quick question. Will you guys be at Celebration Orlando? Probably not. You better be coding. You Code it. Yeah, you better. Yeah, be. exactly. We're working. <laughs> We're working. That's a good excuse. Good excuse. Awesome. Love it. Well, we appreciate your guys' time. It's been awesome. We learned a lot. Uh, we've been, It's really just hyping up your guys' project because everybody that listens to the podcast jerks it to KOTOR <laughs> on a daily basis. Cause, no, it's it's truly, it's one of our, our favorite things that's ever happened, ever. Um, we do want to give a shout-out to Star Wars Commonwealth. All of our buddies at the Commonwealth. Follow us on uh, Twitter, hashtag SWCPod, and hashtag uh, SWCommonwealth, all the shows that are part of the uh, the group Star podcast, Wars Star Wars motherfuckers nonsense. oh by the way we this is a special episode Ultra not only duper extra not only is it uh, <laughs> Docking Bay 94 it is the week of our three year anniversary of doing a podcast this is the day this is the day it's near the hour. Actually, we started right now. We started drinking. <laughs> to the day. To the hour. Um, so, yeah, we've been around for three years. It's, I can't, I can't believe it. But it. it, uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> something that it's, we've talked about it a little bit before. And, and I don't want to get all nostalgic, but uh, three years ago, we just, hey, we were laughing our asses off. <laughs> we were hammered. And we I said, we should record this. You said, hey, I got the shit to record it. And then we sat the fuck back there and started recording. And and uh, it, from there on out, we just we just did do what we did. <laughs> and that's and a that, summary of our three years. Bang a lot of whores, and now we're here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, everyone everyone that's been here along for the ride, we appreciate it. Yeah, tune in for three more years, maybe thirty. The man, <laughs> you jumped a big timeline yeah, there. A little bit. A little oh bit. man. <laughs> All right, bitches, listen. That'll be it for Docking Bay 94. 94. Oh, man. Deck officer. Deck officer. Deck officer. (laughs) I'll see you in hell.